podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome everyone, we're going to do one of our Premier League reviews again and join us today from the Essex League and Hornchurch Cricket Club, the champions, we've got Gavin Griffiths, how are we doing Gavin? All good Ian, yourself? Yeah, good mate, good mate, and also joining us, as always, is our stats man, Mr Hugh Newsom. how are you doing Hugh? How are we doing? Good, thank you sir. So we're going to talk Essex Premier League and the accents are going to be quite strange because there's going to be no Essex accents on here whatsoever with Gavin and me, is there? It, it was a, a good season for you guys, you came top. Uh, Colchester ran you reasonably close in the end to come second and uh, old rivals Brentwood came third down at the bottom Chingford and Bookhurst Hill got relegated how was the season overall for you guys though? Uh, long I think we obviously we started sort of end of February out in Spain which from a personal point of view is amazing to, to sort of get out there and, and get to know not just the lads playing but also everyone involved with the club and we sort of obviously I know we lost in the final of that um, but we sort of carried that momentum to through shame to get knocked out of the Nationals in, in the early rounds if I'm being honest but I think the league season probably couldn't have gone any better we had a small hiccup in the middle against Brentwood but I think other than that, we were pretty much perfect throughout. Got ahead and, and just kept kept winning, I guess, up until the last couple of games when, you know, we we got beat by on the on the day better sides. But I think, you know, our eyes were, were probably focused a little bit more on the League Cup final and the and the Conference Cup final at that point. Yeah, most most definitely. There were some good numbers in the league though, wasn't there, Hugh? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I mean the leagues aren't as long as the uh, in terms of games played as the yeah. uh, the northern league so they don't tend to sort of pop up quite so much on my sort of overall stats but yeah george hankins top of the runs 754 runs and then uh, top of the wickets adol malik 47 wickets at 12 so i mean hornchurch sort of dominating both sides of the uh, the stats charts i mean we've also got top high score of the year as well hornchurch and from a uh, all-rounder point of view adol malik also top of the all-rounders as well so it's a really dominant year for hornchurch across the board that innings of George's over at, I think it was at home against Gislauten, that 201 that he scored, uh, Gavin. What was that like to watch from the outside? He scored, he scored it off 137 balls. It was as destructive as George can be. Uh, if I'm honest, frustrating. Um, <laughs> he, was out, he was out in Nottingham till about three in the morning. He turned up. <laughs> He turned up 15 minutes late. So I'm sat there thinking, God, what's he doing? He then gets to about 50. He's absolutely hanging. I run drinks out to him and he's going, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, you're not getting out here. And he just kept going. Kept, and yeah, it was a remarkable innings. I think he got dropped on about 60 or 70. But other than that, it was it was chanceless. And I think once he gets in, yeah. um, no ground in, in club cricket is, is big enough for, for George. I think he picks up length unbelievably well. And yeah, you, you sort of see that the class that he has once, once he gets through those sort of first 20 or 30 balls. His strike rate, 110 across the season. Exactly. Um, you know, which is, I mean, the next closest has got half the amount of runs that he's got um, in terms of strike rate. So yeah, 754 runs at 53 strike in 110. So yeah. absolutely incredible. Uh, and that's batting it. At what number four? So it's not as if batting in, in power plays at, at the top of, of the order in, in sort of pink ball cricket. You know, we've purposely sort of not hit him, but held him back a little bit to keep yeah. him away from it's called cricket and can sometimes, you know, you lose the toss, you get stuck in on a, on a pitch with a new ball. You can mm-hmm. one decent ball, your day's over as a batter. So, you know, we've, we've held him back a little bit and, and the likes of Paul Murray have, have sort of set the foundation for the likes of George and Adil and Bill to come in later down the order and, and sort of really stamp our, our authority on, on different games. 
yeah. Yeah, if you go back in the day, I mean, we were talking to Paul Murray earlier this season, and he, he was the George Hankins back in the day. He was slapping it around like that left, right and centre. But now he's a far more measured opening batter generally, isn't he? He's had his best season himself this year for about five or six years in terms of average, averaging just over 40, which as an opening batter, you're going to take that all day long, aren't you? Yeah, and I think what his biggest strength this year has been how adaptable he's been. Obviously, he opens with, with Jalpesh, who, who doesn't hang around, sometimes frustratingly so. But, you know, he's he's dovetailed off that a little bit and took his time a little bit more at the start. And then, you know, I think probably one of Muzz's biggest frustrations this year will he's not gone on and got three figures at any point but he's yeah. contributed so consistently throughout and I, you know I'm not a massive stats guy but I presume his, his figures will, will stack up with with a lot of opening batters in the league uh, yeah. absolutely absolutely who else has stood out for you in the league though in terms of batters when it comes to the Essex League overall you know I look at Joe McGregor I was fortunate enough to play in sort of an Essex League select 11 um, mm-hmm. which was really nice actually I got to know obviously being new into the league I got to know quite a few different lads from across the clubs and yeah I almost think with Joe, it's like the better the bowling, the more it suits him. If okay. It, if that makes sense. The more pace that's on the ball, he enjoys that. I actually think, in, <laughs> it sounds weird, but he, he struggles more against the dobbers, if that makes sense. You know, someone who just runs up, short run up, bowls wicket to wicket. But no, yeah. he, he's um, he's someone that, that's really impressed. And actually you look at him and you think, you know, how, how have you not sort of broke that barrier into professional cricket? Okay, um, that good, that good then. Yeah, I think he, I, I really do. I think he's he's compact, he's solid, he knows his game. Um, and then the other one would be, I didn't actually get many runs against us, but I've seen a couple of innings that he played would be um, Colchester's overseas, uh, New Zealand lad, Aditya Ashok. Ashok, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he's got called up to play for New Zealand on the back of his performances for Colchester by the sounds of it. So um I only only played nine games, five hundred and thirty seven runs at seventy six. So sentences yeah. um, you don't hear very often in other sports. Got called up for New Zealand what? his country on the back of his <laughs> Absolutely. Games I mean they you know, they weren't looking at any previous performances. He was nowhere until he turned up in the Essex League. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what what was it about what was it about Aditha Ashok that Caught your eye, Gavin. To be honest, I faced him right. I faced him as a bowler, actually, back, right at the back end of our innings. I thought mm-hmm. my, my initial thought was Adil's going to be unplayable on this. Okay. And then he must have only batted for twenty balls, but you could just tell the way he hits the ball. And then I think the week before, I'd watched him against someone. I think it was maybe Chingford, where he'd gone and got hundred and thirty off mm-hmm. about eighty or ninety balls. So those would be the two that stand out. The other lad would be a young lad who got hundred and sixty against us, Ali Zeb at one stud. Um, yeah. he is someone that I think he's got a, a really bright future in the game for someone at 16 to play the likes of a deal the way he played that day albeit on a on a batter friendly wicket his mm-hmm. um, his temperament and just everything about what he showed that day shows that I think he can go a long way yeah I mean just just looking at it I think he popped up did he put one big performance in this season yeah, uh, was 171 was that the lad, young lad at 171 no, Ali got 154 against Hornchurch yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And he took Adil on, didn't he? Which was quite unusual to see Adil being taken on by many people. Yeah, he, he sort of bided his they were about 30 to 3 when he came in. I thought, yeah, we might steamroll them here. And and he built an opening part. He built a partnership with Tom Simmons and mm-hmm. yeah, accelerated towards the end. They actually probably declared a little bit late, if I'm honest. I think they got about 310, 320, which was mm. was too many. And then we ended up blocking out for a draw but yeah I was really impressed with him he was another one that I, I played with in that Essex league game okay. so yeah nice to get to know them and you say yeah. did you say he was only 16 
Yeah. I think he's six, yeah, I think he's sixteen. Wow. Under fifteen last year, I was just scanning through his stats here. Under fifteen last year, he's averaging thirty for Essex under eighteens. The season just gone. So mm-hmm. he's got two more years in that if, if he if he hangs around. I mean that's uh, there's a few a few young lads jumping out at me in the last couple of weeks. Um and he's certainly one of them. Most definitely was there. This transition you've gone through yourself, Gavin, to go come down to play for Hornchurch in the Essex League. How have you found the the calibre? of the batters in general compared to your professional career? I mean, obviously, the, the depth's not not the same. You know, you, f- you feel like if you, if you can get sort of four or five wickets with the, yeah. with the quality that someone like Adil's got, you can really, especially at Hornchurch where it spins and, and bounces. But then equally, you know, we played Colchester last game on a, you know, we won the toss and batted when we probably should have bowled and it flattened out. But, you know, you're bowling with a pink ball against lads and, and it, it felt as close to professional cricket as you could get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you had Jeremy McGregor, Ben Al- uh, Ben Allison, Charlie Allison, sorry, mm-hmm. um, Guy Haynes, and then the, the two brothers, Fernandez brothers. Yeah. Um, so that that in effect is, in my opinion, second team cricket, if not slightly better. You've, okay. you've got a mixed bag, I guess. I guess mm. would be my honest answer. Sometimes you, you watch someone like I keep going back to a deal, a deal bowl, and you know that is that's professional level, but it's high level Absolutely. professional bowling. And at times, players don't have an answer to that. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure, to be honest, many second professionals, team professional would. lads batting yeah. at Hornchurch would have an answer to that, if I'm being brutally honest. But yeah. Perfect way for us to go into the bowlers within the Essex League there, Q. What was the what was the top stats there, mate? Well, it's a deal with 47 wickets at 12. Reasonably handy numbers there. Uh, striking every 26 balls, economy of 2.95. So he's going for none as well. Yeah. Uh, ben Waring, second 40 wickets at 12 as well. Similar numbers. Bailey Whiteman, 35 wickets at 18. And uh, Navidiam Duvendi. Duvendi. Yeah, yeah Duvendi. Yeah. There we go. 30 wickets at uh, 19. And James Clifford, fifth, 27 wickets at 19 as well. So, you know, uh, but it's a deal right at the top there, you know, just cementing Horn Church's double prong. And they're not just a batting side, not just a bowling side. They're both. Would you say Adil's the most rounded all-rounder you've got in the league, full stop? I think he's, the, in my honest opinion, I think he's the most all-rounded, rounded cricket in club cricket in England. I can't see okay. how there's anyone who, in my opinion, I can't see how there's anyone who offers what he does with the ball, mm-hmm. with the role he plays with the bat, but also his cricket and knowledge. Yeah. Um, just, sorry, just going back a step to, to those bowling stats, it's actually really interesting. I think it's, you look at it, and I think the top three or four would be spinners. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a really spin-dominated league. And at times, I must admit, at Hornchurch, it felt like you were, you know, me and Adil bowled quite a lot in tandem. It literally felt like you were bowling for Adil. Almost okay. like, you know, Adil's going to get wickets to the end. If I can yeah. go under under three and over for a period of four or five overs, that's going to yeah. build pressure in itself. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, Adil's, he's so valuable to us. He's, he's, he's effectively two or three players in one. And yeah, I, I genuinely don't know if there's a, a better amateur club cricketer out there. Yeah. Just looking at the um, sort of breakdown, the over periods here. Yeah. So you're looking at sort of second half of the game as well. Uh, yeah, does he, does he tend to bowl in the first half of the game then? Looking at here, 30 to 60 overs. But Al Butts, 21 wickets. Ben Waring, 21 wickets. So, oh, oh sorry, there he is. Fourth, yeah. Uh, 19 yeah. wickets, sorry. Uh, second half of the game. At an average of 12 still, you know, and he's still only going for 3.64 Mm. Um, second half of second half of the game, so you know he's tight with people sort of trying to hit out at him. Definitely, I think what what we don't see when we just talk about the Essex Premier is what Adil did for the club overall. When he scored, he got seventy nine wickets last season. Seventy nine wickets across league and cup is just unheard of um, in the, in this club in club cricket in this country, as far as I'm aware. Uh, when it came to his batting overall, 
he managed to just get 870 runs as well. I mean, that in terms of value, you're going to get it from ideal week in, week out, aren't you? Yeah, and I think those numbers you're saying there, and that's with us finishing in the first week in September and starting probably towards the end of April, which mm-hmm. is another talking point, if I'm being honest. I think we should, we should start <laughs> we should start earlier and finish later. I don't see any reason why why that's the case. Well, that's an interesting, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting question for you being a northerner and playing up in the Liverpool comp and, and yeah. those games of day. Do you find that southern-northern difference in terms of... It's effectively four weeks difference, isn't it? Two weeks at the beginning, two weeks at the end, they completely miss out. Yeah, and I can't... I don't understand the logic behind it. I mean, I, I presume it goes darker slightly earlier down south. I mean, but let's just start earlier then. Yeah, I, I, I just... all my, my overriding feeling was it doesn't... I think we finished at, um, at Colchester a few weeks back in the league and it, mm. it didn't feel like it should be the end of the cricket season. And then we, well, I think the week after that was about 35 degrees, wasn't it? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then the week after that was was similar. We were playing in the Conference Cup final. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe one to look at. The other rule is in the Essex League that I'm not a massive fan of is losing five points when you lose the toss and bowl first. So you're effectively getting penalised for losing a toss, which. Right. Every week, me and you shake our heads. Well, well, well I, I just don't. Random even... rule. Yeah, I don't even I don't even bother checking there. It's not worth where I look at the points table um, because yeah, each league has its idiosyncrasies, shall we say? Um, and where's that come from then? Is that is that been there for you know the last fifty years sort of thing, or is that? A... Yeah, I, I, I mean we've got a similar one in, in the Liverpool comp back home where you know if you if you win the toss and bowl, you you effectively lose your bonus points, which I guess I can see the sense in the trying to get people to play positive cricket. But you know we won, I think it would be a, in the time cricket, I think we won something like eleven out of twelve tosses. So if we're batting first and we're picking up an extra five points each yeah. time, and I, yeah. I don't know what the, the numbers were in terms of us winning the league by how many points, but you could effectively have a situation where a side wins more games than another side but because they've lost more tosses they've not won the league and that yeah it just doesn't sit right with me and I can't understand the logic behind it um, yeah, it, it, it well, didn't make enough of a difference from a league point of view but it, you know it certainly could have affected the final games of the season The obvious question, therefore, are you more of a win-lose cricket person than in, in your head you'd rather play that week in, week out, Gavin? Yeah, 100%. I think I've always been brought up that you play time cricket on a Saturday and then your Sundays for your, for your limited over stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind the four weeks that we have at the start and end in terms of the um, limited yeah. over stuff. I don't mind it, but yeah, I much prefer the, the challenge of, of getting people out you know I yeah. hear a lot of boring when people are blocking out for a draw well, I yeah it is but it's also a challenge to, to yeah. test people's techniques you know try and Absolutely. find ways of getting people out setting yeah. clever fields and you know equally I've played in so many limited overs games where teams have batted first got 350 in a 45 overs game mm-hmm. and let me tell you now that's far worse when yeah. a team decides to have a net second innings and get yeah. 200 for seven, yeah. 45 overs. And it just drags and drags and drags. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, I, I totally agree. With, I mean, we've got, in our league locally, we have win-lose cricket down to, I think it's div six or seven. And then eight, nine, ten, a win, oh, sorry, win-lose cricket at the top, and then eight, win-lose draw at the bottom. Some of the best games I've seen this year have been in div 10, where our third 11 in their first year ever, it was going down to the last couple of overs. Who's going to take the wicket? Who's going to get the runs? And for ju- and we had four or five juniors playing week in week out for the for them that experience of getting all that way through the forty overs either side who's going you can't beat it can't beat it without a shadow and you get brought up on that we used to get brought up on that as youngsters all, all the time 
Uh, yeah. There is this preference, slowly but surely, I think, more and more towards win-lose. Yeah, and, and also, you know, you, you talk about an extreme level developing cricketers for England at test level. You know, yeah. it, it is a small stepping stone to that. So, you know, what are the chances of you getting to bat 50 overs and, and, and scoring a, a double hundred? It can happen. Like, George has shown that this year, it can happen. But, you yeah. know, if you've got 64 overs to open the batting and set your stall out, maybe mm-hmm. accelerate at the end. But then equally, the other end is someone like myself when I was young is learning how to get people out. Yeah. If you've not got that and then you all of a sudden go into a second team fixture where you're expected to field for 104 overs in a day or potentially bat for 104 overs in a day, then yeah. there's there's no sort of preparation for that. So Absolutely. I hope it's here to stay. It's it's my favourite format. And Great. What about all-rounders then, Hugh? What's been standing out in the Essex League with all-rounders? It's going to be ideal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rather standing out. So ideal, yeah. Wickerson runs... As I said, 475 runs. This is this is just league. Yeah. Uh, league runs um, and 47 wickets. And then uh, Aditha Ashok for the New Zealanders, who uh, sadly, happily for him, had to go on international duty. Nine mm-hmm. games, 537 runs and 24 wickets. Bilal Butts, 400 for Loughton, uh, 466 runs and 27 wickets. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we talked about him again. Ali's there, 578 runs at 57 and... 15 wickets at 16. Uh, so that's, you know, for a young young bloke, absolutely fantastic. And in terms of um, just all-round performances, I like my all-round performances. Aditha, um, 135 and six wickets. And that's up there with some of the best in the country this year. Um, James Grady um, for Hutton, 127 and three wickets. And then Ali Zeb again, 62 and six wickets. So, um, you know, some terrific all-round performances. Yeah, I think one of the one of the players that I don't think was mentioned there, and for me is, in terms of cricketing brain, is one of the best down there by a mile. He's your skipper though as well, Gavin, because he, he's a batter of bowl who scored plenty of runs this year, took decent wickets, maybe not all in the league because he plays the one day as well. But Billy has a significant impact as an all-rounder there as well, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, 100%. <clears throat> you know, he's he, he's a really good lad as well, which helps. You know, he's got the respect of, of everyone in our dressing room. You know, he bats at, what, five, opens the bowling, often bowls nine, ten overs up front with a new ball. Again, worth his weight in gold, I think. The only challenge Billy's yeah. got is that taking wickets at Hornchurch as a seamer isn't, isn't the easiest thing in the world. You know, we, yeah. we played a couple of um, a couple of uh, conference cup games sort of out in, in sort of different leagues, and, and I noticed straight away the, the difference in the wickets it was a lot more seamer friendly conditions I think we played a game okay. away at Hornsey where we, we managed to get 200 and you know we were sat there in the dressing room thinking god that's that's not very many runs con- considering how how heavily Essex League games get bored so and then you know, we went out yeah. and, and you know the, as soon as we started bowling on it we were thinking this is this is a big score so yeah no Billy, Billy's worth his weight in gold brilliant cricketer as I say great lad I think he's got one trophy left as, as captain that he hasn't won and from a personal point of view it, it's one that, that I've got got my eyes set on as well you know I want to at Lords and hopefully win, win the National Cup. Yeah, I think the message from your lads on socials was Milford Hall was coming <laughs> for you. Yeah, no, our socials are, it's our the socials national, are hilarious. Yeah, it's the National <laughs> Village Cup. Yeah, the, the guys, you know, give them a shout out. Graham and George do a phenomenal job yeah. on those socials. There's no two ways about it. I've been in touch with them for six, seven months now. They do, do a great job and yeah, you know, it is part, we've talked about this before, it's part of the club cricket world mm-hmm. these days now. All the best clubs have decent yeah, socials. Yeah, they do. There's, there's no yeah, I mean, it's, it. it's a there's changing world, much. isn't it? I think with, with sort of sponsorships and, and everything that, that, that George does, you know, it's been brilliant. But in terms of um, other all-rounders in the league, I also wrote down, like called Jack Hebron at, at Brentwood. Um, I'm not. I've no. I've no idea yeah. what his stats were, but I think he got 100 against us at, at Hornchurch, and he bowls pretty handy seamers as well. And then you've got Sam Handley at 
he's at Hadley, um, left arm spinner. He bats, I think, three or four. So that those would be probably the other two that I would count and think, yeah, in terms of all round club cricket, is really impressive. You've got yourself averse with the <laughs> very quickly, Gavin, haven't you? Has it been a fast learning curve for you this season? Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of the biggest challenges I've faced is actually not knowing conditions, how lads play, how the, the game's played in, in Essex compared to other leagues I've played in the past. And I felt yeah. that my performances, you know, I, I, I have no idea what my stats were. I'm, I'm not really that fussed. But my performances, performance level got better through the season. And, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm hoping that that sort of next year I'll be able to hit the ground running and, and sort of have a better idea of conditions and where players score stronger or, or, and things like that. Stuff you almost pick up subconsciously that you're not massively aware of. But, mm-hmm. you know, my, my first year in, in Essex, I've enjoyed massively and and to win win the league, you know, it's in my opinion, for, for a side of Hornchurch's quality is, is, is a bare minimum. As I said before, it's we should be competing for national titles. I genuinely believe that. So here's a question that we, we don't get to ask everyone. You've played in quite a few bloody good leagues around the country. You've played in the Leicester Premier League, you've played in Nottingham, obviously played up with the Liverpool comp. Where does Essex sit in terms of that? Can of worms being opened here. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can only you can only judge that. It's an impossible question to answer. The, the only way you can judge that is sort of which side... Can you see the creatures <laughs> in his backside there, Hugh? Which sides regularly get to national quarters and semis? And, yeah. and you know, generally you look at it, there's always an Essex side in there. There's always a Liverpool yeah. comp side. There's always, it's generally Nottingham side, side from real far up north, so side from Liverpool mm-hmm. comp. And it swings and roundabouts. It's just very different. As I say, I've never played club cricket with a player like Adil, but equally... Mm-hmm. I've yeah. played in club sides that are probably more well-rounded than than what I'm playing at the moment, if that makes sense. So in terms of, sure. you know, yeah. we'd have 11 lads that were better in the field, for example, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, an, it's an impossible question to answer. It's a, good, it's a good question to ask and it makes everyone squirm and we do like doing a bit of that, obviously. So, hey, we're coming towards the end of the conversation, Gary, but just tell us who you're looking forward to keeping an eye on in the future now. You know, some key players, the youngsters, we've already talked about one or two of them. Uh, both at your club and around the league. Yeah. I'll, st- <clears throat> I'll start with the, the lads at our club. I mean, you've obviously spoke a bit about about uh, Paul Murray there and, and his his chuckle brother. Yeah, you've got his chuckle brother uh, Mark Whitlock. They've got two kids that are literally they, they're just going to be. <laughs> it's just hilarious. They're going to be direct replacements. Um, <laughs> they're only sort of thirteen, fourteen. So you know, you're probably talking at least three or four years away. You know, things change fast. Mm-hmm. You know, kids at that age can, can grow at a rapid rate. But I guess, you know, for, for someone like Muzz, it's about can he sort of maintain the, the level of, of play that he's had yeah. for the next sort of three or four years and then potentially have a bit of a change in the guard. That would be phenomenal, wouldn't it, to see the flying bus <laughs> and Muzz disappear and their two lads come <laughs> straight into the one. That'd be incredible. Yeah, I mean, the flying bus you speak about, he spoke about um, potentially, you know, dropping down maybe on some Saturdays, <laughs> again, again. Yeah. So obviously, as as Billy gets older, you know, I think um, Mark might want to play a little bit with him, and then we'll, we'll see how that develops. Yeah. And then, yeah, in terms of, of other cricketers that you're keeping your eye on, you know, as I mentioned before, Ali Zeb. Um, there's another lad actually at Loughton, Ozzy Elliott, I think he was called. Again, mm-hmm. technically superb, but just lacked a little bit of strength. So. You know, he, he okay. hit a cover drive and instead of beating that man at extra cover, it had hit him. But again, six months down the line, he has a growth spurt and you could see, it could, yeah. I would have no idea what his stats were, but he just, as I say, you bowl at him, you could just tell that he's got something. I think he would have been 16, 17 as well. Looks on 16 this year, just gone yeah. to, yeah, just to say 236 runs at 30. 
yeah. I mean, there you go for a six. That ain't bad going. Yeah, isn't bad. you know, in the Premier League at that age, it's uh, that's some effort. Um, Essex cricket board under 16, 428 runs at 35. So, yeah, you know, it is. It looks looks a bit super player. And, and like you say, you see that a lot with young kids, don't you? They're hitting the, hitting the fielders and they're getting frustrated. And then the next mm. year, they're going straight past those fielders, aren't they? So all it takes is is a little bit, and and everything. You know, 30s averaging is becoming 50. Mm, yeah, and it's about. Uh, I think with that, it's about clubs understanding that and and sort yeah. of almost car- carrying a lad in the side for sort of 12 months 18 months and then you bear the fruit to that uh, that sort of two three yeah. years down the line we had it quite Absolutely. a lot at Ormskirk where you know I'll, I'll mention someone like Michael Jones where you know we had a superb side but we sort of once he'd hit 16 we opened the batting with him and he had some real challenges but within 18 months he was our best player so yeah you, you just hope yeah. that, that clubs have patience with, with these lads and they, and they will because yeah I, well as much as I as, mu- as much as I hate to admit it you know, the old fashion, the old phrase of you're young enough and you're good enough it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah. does it your sporting hero Wayne Rooney says it all uh, to be fair Ray Wayne Rooney at 16 could probably hit a pretty good cover drive. He was quite a strong lad. Yeah, definitely. But it, it's right. It's nice to hear these youngsters being blooded, literally. In, yeah, you know, and the as I say, now I'm sort of on the other side of the fence, if you like. It's something that, when I say pre-COVID, I wouldn't have batted an eyelid out, if that makes sense. Like, I, uh, Whereas now you come on the other side and you go, yeah, it's great to see these lads that are 15, 16, 17, putting in performances. And, you know, it's almost like you're playing in the game and obviously you want to win, but there's also a side of you that's like, I actually want <laughs> yeah, this kid to absolutely. do quite well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, in terms of Hornchurch, I think, you know, the work that <clears throat> they've done in the last sort of 12 months, certainly since I've been there with the junior section, a similar story, you would hope that in sort of three or four years mm-hmm. that they'll bear the fruits of that labour. Hey, it's been great chatting, Gavin, about everything down in Essex. A long way from where your hometown <laughs> is, obviously. I'm glad you've enjoyed your first full season down there with with the lads, obviously. And it's been a bit of a roller coaster from Spain all the way through the league, etc. And obviously, we'll keep in touch over the winter and look forward to catching up in the, in the new year. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gavin. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Premier League Cricket Show. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and stay updated on all the latest news, views and discussions from around the Cricket Premier Leagues. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram, at TPL Cricket Show, on both. Join the conversation, share your thoughts and connect with us and your fellow Premier League cricket fans. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not show us some love? Leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform as it helps other potential listeners to find us when they're searching for cricketing podcasts. Thanks again for being part of the Premier League Cricket Show family. And until next time, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network.